be or not to be. Faithless is he that says farewell in the road dark. Do what is meaningful and not as expedient. That is the question. Bros before bros. Welcome to the Pros Before Bros podcast. This is James Crocker. I'm here with my good friend, Kenny Chesser. It's been a while since we've sat down and recorded one of these podcasts. This will be our first one for the year 2022. Kenny, what's good? Man, I'll tell you what's good. I am enjoying a new game that is sweeping the world right now, Wordle. Uh, I I wouldn't say I got addicted to it because it's a daily word puzzle, um, but I'm every day I'm excited about playing it. Um, I think I, I sent you a link before we recorded here, and uh, tell me, what did, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Tell me, uh, um, what's your, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I did, I, and, and I haven't played it before you sent the link. I, I've seen... Uh, on Twitter, people talking about it, sharing their words and all those things, but I haven't actually gone and looked it up and, and tried to find it and play it myself. But you sent me the link today, and I tried it, and, and I like the concept. It, it It's very interesting, and I love word games right. in general, and I'm a crossword puzzle guy too. Right. Like, well, it, it looks like a crossword puzzle when, you, when you're when you faced with it, but, you know, unless unless you kind of, you know, either read about it before you play it, you don't, you kind of, it, you're just left, honestly, with a blank slate, and that's really how the game starts. If, if for all our listeners out there that haven't listened to it or, uh, or, or played this game yet or, or this is your first time hearing it, we'll link the website in the show description. It's not an app. There are some knockoff apps I did find because when I first heard about it, I looked for it uh, like anybody would like at the google play store or the the app store it's not an app it's actually a website you visit and everybody gets the same puzzle every day everybody that's why it's very it's kind of secretive but it's fun because the whole world's playing it you know playing given the given the same thing and basically you it, imagine five tiles across and six tiles down and so it looks like a crossword but honestly you're it's basically six guesses of a five letter word gives you no clues the only clues you get are the letters that you guess. And so you guess the first word, any five letter word, you know, there's strategy, you know, involved in it. But I have, I've been playing it for eight days and I've got, I'm on an eight day streak. I haven't missed one yet. Yesterday, I got really close to missing it. It took me all six tries to get it. Um, and the first day I got it in two tries, which I, I was apparently was a very, very good, but I, I count that, chalk that up as beginner's luck. I'm, I'm teetering on an average of, of three to four uh, daily on my, on my solve. So um, we'll plug that. I think it's really good. It's pretty good to keep your mind sharp, too. Is that the only word game you play, or do you play some other ones? I don't actively play any right now. There was one a couple of years ago that I, that I like you say, I probably got addicted to it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the name of it was, but but it was one of those where you're given random letters, kind of an anagram kind of thing, where mm-hmm. you have to rearrange the letters to make as many words as you can. Yeah. Almost like a boggle. Yeah. There was another yeah. game that was coming out that was similar, sim- similar to that, but I like this one because I do have an addictive personality. I get addicted to apps and games and uh, shows or, you know, books, whatever, and uh, it, it won't let you to get addicted to it. It's one per day, and, and after you do it, is there time, there's a timer counting down to your next one, and so it's really, really fun, and also I like the... Uh, the communal experience it seems like every because everybody's going for the same word. And right. so when you post, uh, if you've been on Twitter or any social media that has it, it, it shows you uh, tiles that are either gray, yellow, or green. And when you see that, you can see which person got the right letter on the first guess and the wrong or the, uh, it's just, it's just really, it's an ingenious little game. And I really, really, uh, I've been enjoying it. So we hope some of our listeners out there are enjoying it. If you've been listening or if you've been playing it, uh, shoot us a comment, shoot us a voicemail. Let us know what your experiences have been like, which words you struggled on. Maybe you've been playing a lot longer than, uh, than us. James is on one day. I'm on day eight right now. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. And so also James has already mentioned, this is our first, uh, show back in 2022. We had a lot going on with some bad weather. Um, 
that we, we started off the year with, and then we had some sickness, and then uh, we've had a lot of travel. I've been, I've been traveling the roads, and you've been uh, doing the same on some family stuff, and so we're back in studio. We're going to get some uh, Pros Bros content out there. I've had some folks contact me, ask me if we'd given up or not doing wow. it anymore, and, and so I'm, 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 I'm thankful for the, the concern, but we are not. We've, we're still reading books, and we've got some banked up, and so we're going to talk about them tonight. Um, James, you want to lead us off tonight, or you want me to start it, or? Yeah, I'll go first. All right. Uh, the funny thing is this this book here, I, I read it uh, last week. I finished it up and I charted it on my Goodreads. And uh, the next day I get a, a notification that there's a comment. Kenny Chester has made a comment <laughs> on your Goodreads book. And so I was like, oh, what did Kenny have to say? So I go and log in, look at the comment, and it's three laughing emojis, crying, <laughs> laughing face emojis. The <laughs> reason I was crying, because here's the thing, and we've talked about this on the podcast, James doesn't rank books. He doesn't rate them. He don't <laughs> review them. He don't rate them. And so this book bothered James so bad. <laughs> <laughs> that he re- he reviewed it, and I laughed not only at the re- or not the review, but the rank. Not only did I laugh at the rating of it, uh, I laughed at the the selection of the book as well. So tell us what this uh, this this book is. So so the book is the life changing magic of tidying up <laughs> by Marie Kondo. Kondo Mahaya. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very familiar. I'm I'm married to a white girl, <laughs> and she's blind, and so she, she I, I've been through the Kondo experience. Uh, or con, yeah. Uh, so tell me, what were your takeaways? Let's go ahead and get let's get in the first of the 2022. What's the worth the read if there is a worth the read? Well, the 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 one worth the read is this, uh, and this is probably the reason I read the book. If you go on Libby, it will be available right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's only five hours listen. So yeah. it's it's not a huge chunk of time, especially if you listen on a multiple speed like I do. Yeah. So I didn't have to, I didn't have to invest a ton of time into this one. But uh so are you telling me this book is worth the read? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I remember from your rating, I believe it was a solid one star. Was it a one star? No, I gave it two. You gave it two? I two? gave it two. <laughs> so not worth the read. Tell us why James Crocker did not. Because we know that you're a slob and you live in a pigsty, and so you don't want to tidy up. Is this correct? Now, now listen, I am not the most organized person. And and my wife will tell you that I will leave stuff laying around. Yeah. You know, I will not, I will, you know, she likes stuff in a place and I don't always put it back there. But, um, you know, I read this book, listened to it. Um, I think I listened to it like one, one day during my commute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a, a little meeting I had to go to, so I had a little longer commute than normal. So I was able to knock this book out in one day. But, um, you know, she does have some good points with, with organization and how it makes things more efficient. But, but where she lost me... I, well, well, first, before I get where she lost me, you know, she, you know, what she wants you to do, she wants you to go through yes. and she wants you to basically pull everything out right, and look at every item. And she wants you to so basically let's just start with like, if you're doing your closet, take every article of clothing well, out of your well, closet. Well, first of all, first of all, she doesn't want you to do one room at a time. She wants okay. you to do your whole house because okay. if you do it one room at a time, it's just going to grow back you know, yeah. if, you, if you don't get it all out. But, but she suggests that you do it and she wants you to do it all in one day because if you leave it halfway done it ain't gonna that's her thing you know and her also thing is she says if you do her program you will not backslide you know <laughs> right right but anyway so so she's got like it's a five-step deal it's like first you start with your clothes and then you go to books and then you go to papers and then you go to like odds and ends, knick-knack collectible things and then you go to sentimental items mm-hmm. and you do them in that order mm-hmm. um because she said if you try the sentimental items first you'll never throw anything away that's that's a good point it's kind of like a softening of the yeah it yeah. kind of kind of gets you into the getting rid of stuff mode but 
So her, her deal, and she does this with every category, but like with clothes. So you're going to do clothes first. You go through your entire house and you get every article of clothing and you pile it up in the living room, mm. like all of it. Yeah, it's just kids stuff. Yes, everything. Yeah. You just pile it up in the living room. All right. And, and of course, her rule is if you miss one and you find an article of clothing after you're done with the clothes, it's thrown away. Like you don't get to decide <laughs> if you're keeping it or not. So... <laughs> Incentive to go get everything. Yeah, so, yeah. so then you pick up your items one at a time and you hold them in your hand. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and you try to determine if it sparks joy within you. Right. And if it does, you can keep it. <laughs> if it doesn't, you must throw it away. Right, 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 right. But before you throw it away, you must thank it yes. for how it has serviced you <laughs> during its life. <laughs> and now that it can go and be, live in peace and you imagine just an old, overweight, redneck with his tidy whities <laughs> Just thank you for what you've been through. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough for the support. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, I don't know how you held it together. Yeah, right. And, and some of you have not held it together. <laughs> You're coming apart. Here's the thing. Okay. So I, I'm familiar with this. Uh, I think we were living in Chattanooga. So this had to have been six or seven years ago when, um, my wife started condoing the house and, uh, I, uh, I actually, uh, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before, but I've done a little stand-up comedy uh, from time to time, and I had a bit about this, and it's it's centered around the uh, holding the article of clothing and telling it goodbye and thanking it, and I had this joke that, you know, I, I did it, and I said, honestly, you know, uh, I, I, I'm trying to remember, I can't even remember the setup of the joke now, it's been so long that I, I did stand-up, but it, it turned out, basically, I was like, I, I was hugging a hoodie, a hoodie goodbye, and uh, things got out of hand, I started making out with it. <laughs> It's just something stupid, but, but yeah, I, you know, I, let me ask you this. Did you try any of this? Like, like, I know you read no, it. No, no praxis. No, no praxis. <laughs> no, I, I, I knew, I knew as she was going through, I was like, oh, that, this ain't going to happen, but I'm going to finish this book because it's going on the count. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But I will say this. The second category that she goes to is books. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, Kenny Chester, what she says about books would hurt your soul. Oh, I know. I, that's, I, I never went there. Like, here's the thing. When we did that, I, I wasn't a huge book collector. I had some books. But it, if you know me personally, you know that I have, I've got a, I've got a collection. And my, my, my goal is, and I guess this is a book podcast or something we can talk about and, and explore a little bit. My goal when I buy books, I rarely buy books that I will enjoy, like, to read as fiction. I've got a couple of the classics that I, that I want to go back and, and read. I've got the, the, uh, it was a great gift. And we've talked about this on the, uh, on another episode, but I've got, uh, Dostoevsky's collected works was a great gift. You know, it's, it's something that's meaningful to me and it's cool. They, they, they've got a good, uh, presentation value, uh, set up on my nightstand right now. But the other books that I buy that I can't stop buying, they're more of resource building. It's almost like a tool it's like a tool shed. And so, uh, I'm not exactly sure what I'm training for, but I'm, I feel like I've been preparing for the last couple of years for that. And so most of my books that I have are like, they're not the books, uh, page turners, read them from cover to cover. They're the ones when you're on this subject, 
you go to this book or this commentary or this resource tool or whatever. Basically, but it would, you're building your own reference library. Right. I'm, real, I'm building a reference library or for, for some type of study uh, later on. Um, and so I'm, I'm sure, and I have given away those books, but there are some other books that I collected over the years that I could probably condo. Uh, and so tell me, tell me exactly what is her, I mean, is it still the same thing? Spark it's the joy? same thing. If it doesn't spark joy, if, you know, if, if it, you know, her thing is a book is not happy on a shelf, mm-hmm. you know, so a books, a book is meant to be read. Right. And so if you're not actively reading this book, get it out, get it out, man. I don't, you know, so she said she makes one exception for the classics, yeah. you know, books that, you know, like she, the uh, one example she gave was like Alice in Wonderland. Right. You know, it's a classic, you know, you're going to go back and you're going to read it. You're going to enjoy it again. But, but she said most book, her, her thing is most books, you read it because you wanted the knowledge out of it. And once you've got that knowledge, let the book go. Yeah. I can see that there's some, I can see the value of that. And, um, I, and here's another thing she said, get rid of it. And if you're really bothered that it's gone, go buy another one. Really? Is that for just for books? Is that for anything? uh, Just about anything? Anything. Yeah. Yeah. If you're unsure, get rid of it. And then if, if it really bothers you that it's gone, go buy another one. Very cool. So let me ask you this. So her book would definitely get cut out of your library. Well, here's the thing. She said, including this book, like yeah. once you're done, get rid of this book. Oh, that's really good though. Like she's, you know, she, she's uh, consistent intellectually uh, with that. That's pretty cool. I think I bought another book uh, for Misty. Um, it's probably in her office right now. I think I seen it the other day. It was a Marie Kondo and it was something about life, like our work. Is like mm-hmm. uh, organized workspacing or something like that. It was, yeah. it was something about joy at work, I think, is, was the name of it or something similar to that. So uh, any last parting shots on the book uh, that you want to uh, cover? Well, you know, like I said, I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, I'm sure I'm not her target demographic either. Uh, Wait I'm, a minute. You're I, saying the football coach... <laughs> <laughs> sound engineer football coach podcaster demographic is not really not what she was going for she's not going for that <laughs> i can see that i can see that so james crocker wouldn't recommend it but you know there's an audience out there, there there's it. an audience for it I, I can see why uh it was it's it's popular i can see why there's and i'm i think I, she even had a tv show at some point yeah um, you know, I can see why it's popular i think but it's just it's just not my my thing i think of her you know maybe she's like a dave ramsey like the extreme, like on the fringe of certain type of behavior that moves people that, that were so far away from that can move them a little closer. Cause I know people like that. It's like, I could never live like Dave Ramsey tells me to with the envelope, whatever, but I could do like, you know, some other guy, but it, it's, it's kind of like shifting that Overton's window, pushing it farther. And like, someone's right. like I'm not going to lay What's everything. funny is it, that may be what, what she's doing and it may be what Dave's doing, but both of them claim you can't halfway do their system. Right. Right. And so I think I think I think I like that. I like the the upfront. This is what you're getting. This is what we expect out of it. And but again, I think a lot of it because I know a lot of people can't do uh, condo. I mean, seriously, you ain't gonna be able to. I don't know anybody that's gonna take a day and put everything out of their cabinets, you know, closets, <laughs> everything, and put it in there and do that. Uh, Misty did do room by room, but I think she was actually doing it before she even read the book. And uh, it, we got a, we decluttered a lot. It did help, um, but. What you said at the beginning is probably true. We probably backslid after that. <laughs> so, okay. So not worth the read. Um, first book of the year, not worth the read for James. Okay. Um, are you done with that one? Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to a book that I have read. This is one of the most recent books that I've read. There's there's other books that I've obviously I, I read after we talked of our year-end review that we never reviewed on here. Um, but the most recent book I read that I want to review is Simon Sinek's Start With Why. And I think... 
you might have gotten into Cynic before I did. I knew who he was a couple years ago. He started blowing up in some of my friends' um, book lists. And I was like, this guy's going to be one of those those type really, you know, really good reads. And so for some reason, I just, I never uh, took the opportunity to get one of his books. So I, I got his book. Um, I got this one. The one I started with was Start With Why. And so uh, I want to go ahead and do the worth. Well, let me tell you about the book. Um, the, I, I pulled something up here. Uh, this is kind of like an overview. This is the book in three sentences. The ability to inspire those around you and to achieve, achieve remarkable things starts with why. Any organization can explain what it does, and some can explain how they do it, but very few can clearly articulate why they do it. To, so those who start with why never manipulate they inspire. And so that's the book. It's, it's this kind of this paradigm shift of organization, organizational leadership. Uh, and the idea is that it's, it's good to do, know what you do. It's good to know how you do it. But if you don't have a why for, uh, for what you're doing, um, then you can get into some kind of dangerous and toxic territories for your organization. And so that's the, that's the, the thrust of the book. And I'm probably going to surprise some listeners out here. For me, it was not worth the read. Um, I'm not going to recommend this book, and, and, there, and there's a reason why. Um, I I have the I have the suspicion that you could go and listen to this man's TED talk on the book and get everything you need out of of this idea i think the idea is great and it's a phenomenal and if you've never heard this idea maybe it is worth the read but the problem with me is and i probably it was probably because i don't read books immediately when they come out and this is this is again I, it could be a, just a failure of my own i'd heard this idea over and over and over i think craig rochelle talks about it a right, lot there's been right. some other speakers that would talk about it a lot and it's kind of been inundated throughout these organizations and maybe even poorly done um but there's there's a couple other reasons why i, I wouldn't recommend it or it's not worth the read for me um but the number one of them is some of these guys do this and the thing is like this book isn't that long but it feels long and that's never a good sign for me when i when i when i'm checking my times I'm like man how how so so it kind of felt to you like he, he made his point and then he came back again and made his point. Yes. And then he said, here's another story that makes the same point. And yes. then it just belabored. It belabored it and it ran into the ground. And honestly, okay, I'm going to tell you, Malcolm Gladwell is a master of telling stories that support his point, but then revisiting the story later on in the book to peel back another layer of the story mm -hmm. and further another point. He's brilliant at, at that. And I'm not, I'm not... It's almost as if these stories were written for that. It's like, I don't know how well researched. He must just be an incredible researcher or have an eye for that kind of thing. But with Malcolm Gladwell, I can hear him start to finish in a book. And it could be a long book. We're talking 12, 13 hours. But I never feel like, even though he's touching on these stories, I never feel like he's regurgitating the same story over and over. With Cynic, there were several times when I was listening. I listened to this book on the way to Alexandria this week. There were several times where I'm like, did my... Did my tracking get back? Because I felt like Did I was listening felt, yeah. to the same thing. I've never done that with Glidewell, but with Cynic, I felt that several times. I'm like, I know. And maybe it was because, you know, he he was telling the story again like it was a new story. And Glidewell kind of brings it back up. It's like, let's check back in on so-and-so. And it feels like it's, you know, it's it's going on a continuum. Cynic wasn't like that. I, I literally, I looked at Misty a couple of times like, didn't he just say this? Did we, did we backtrack somehow? Or like, I don't. So I did not enjoy that aspect of the book. Did you read uh, Start With Why? Do you know? You know, I, it seemed like I was remembering some some of this stuff, but I went back. I'm looking back through my list, and if I did, I did not chart it. 
on uh, on Goodreads. So maybe I didn't read so it. So maybe you didn't read it. Maybe I didn't read it. Let me. I'll tell you some of the things I remember from it that were really, really good. He said, imagine like, I think he called them the golden circles or something to this effect, where like if you have an organizational like mission or something like that, he says, usually at the center of that is what we do. What do we exist to do? And we've talked about mission statements and, you know, this has been around for you know decades now in the organization uh, or the in the uh, uh, professional world. Um these leadership uh, seminars and stuff. It's like, what do we do? You know, what, what do we, what do we exist to do? That's your mission statement. And then it's like, well, how do we do it? So this is our systems, right? This is like how we accomplish what, what it is that we do. It's the how. And so after the, what is the how it's a larger circle. And then, and these, this is why we do what we do. And like we connect a purpose to it at that. And he's basically saying it's been reversed uh, so many years and we need to start with the why that's the name of the book. Start with why, if you get the, the purpose of what you're accompanying, exists for then you can say it what it is that you're going to be doing you know and then you know and i it's here's 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 one issue that i had with him is that i felt like he if i I love apple i love apple products i i i i i I have a macbook i have an imac i got an ipad i used to have iphones i i I stopped buying iphones uh, about three or four years ago but i i still use apple stuff i felt like he went oh like just out of his way to prop Apple up as this beacon of this is how it's done. This, they've got it right to begin with. And the thing is like, I know a little bit about Apple's histories and I know about Steve jobs and, and I'm not saying he was a bad man, but I mean, as far as a leader, man, he, he did some like, he, he was not the best as far as with his employees and stuff. And like, I felt like, like, let's, I say it on the flip side to me, he started talking about Walmart and it's Walmart is an easy punching bag. I get it. We're from the South. Sam Walton's Arkansas dude. I, I get it. Every bad, every story you read about Walmart in the last 15, 20 years is about how bad they are. But I felt like, okay, it's so easy. It's like, okay, yeah, sure. Apple's the cool guy and Walmart's the bad guy. But I, I don't know. I just felt like he went out of his way to make Apple that I love seem like they had it all figured out with this and you know but somebody like walmart you know they just they lost their way and i'm like you know walmart's still killing it <laughs> i don't know if you've been to walmart recently but you know they're doing okay yeah that, <laughs> you know you know you're gonna have that, to and, there's and, a lot of people in walmart <laughs> right right and and I, and I look at him like i felt like he was he was trying to find stories that were supporting his things like man it should be true like if what you're saying is true why ain't walmart bankrupt if walmart is doing the what and not the why and they're bad and whatever why aren't they you know, and and what he's trying, and what he gets at, he says, well, they've got to use manipulation. They've got to use um, um, gimmicks, like marketing gimmicks, and lower prices. And and there were some good points to be made about that. Like we're not, you know, some brands they don't go on sale, and I, I get all of that. But I don't know. That was one thing that I didn't like either. And it's not because I'm a huge Walmart guy, but the fact is, like, I just felt like, okay, that's a little. Slow hanging fruit, and I don't agree that Walmart is not doing a really good job. Like you know, like I, I don't, I don't understand. Like I, I get it; they're easy uh, punching bag, but I just, I did not appreciate that. No, no, I don't know what what Sinek, Simon Sinek, the author you're talking about here. I don't know what his uh, if he's possibly worked for Apple in the past <laughs> or what. But but I, I read a book of his this year, and I, and I may talk about it on a later podcast. But, you know, he was really high on Apple in this book also. Yeah. You know, it almost makes me think, what is this guy, heavy stockholder, heavily invested in Apple, trying to boost <laughs> I'm them up you, here? If you read Start With Why, you're going to get like 
four, five, six. I mean, it's, every time he goes to the well, I'm like, if this is like an idea that is, that is, uh, what's the word, um, recurring, like if it's, it's repeatable, if it sounds like it's, it's a testable hypothesis or whatever, it seems like you should have a, a huge list of ways. Like that's what I like about, you know, Gladwell too, is that like he'll have several reasons why this works out good. And they're really formed point. I felt like a couple of times Cynic was like kind of bending, you know, yeah. and like he would dismiss Which, the things that would like disprove his point rather, you know, and then it's like, well, that's not really this. Or, I don't know. And, and so I, I, I don't think I've read this book. The more you talk about it, I think I wanted to read this book at one point. I may have had it on a list or something, but you know, the, you would think with that, that topic start with why to me, I love the thought. Mm-hmm. I love that topic. And you would think that there's plenty of, of examples that, that, yeah. that you could come from that you could use um, without being redundant in, in your book. Yeah, and he did. Like, here's the thing. Like, he did talk about some of them. But uh, here's, the, here's the thing that, like, bothered me. So he started talking about um, uh, the Wright brothers and um, what's his name? Langley, the, 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 the darling of the, the early area, uh, aeronomics. Like, they, they thought that Langley was going to be the guy that um, got humankind in the air. And it was right. Here's the thing. Like I read a really good Wright biography and I felt like he misrepresented some of the, uh, some of the stuff there. And it's not, and it's not that uh, he didn't get it. Like, I don't know. It's hard to like put my finger on, but I felt like when I, when he told that story, he didn't get some of the major points, right. And uh, no pun intended with right. Um, (laughs) but, and I, and it made me think it's like, what, what did he do that on other stories? You know, like yeah, because you you weren't as infinitely knowledgeable in the other stories, so maybe he had some details off there also. Right. It just kind of to me, it 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 felt like he had he started with a premise, and then he just went around supporting it. Not rather than now, I'll take like a Jim Collins. I enjoyed Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, Um, and a reason one of the reasons I appreciated his work so much was that he, like he he would do the research and like we're wrong. Like why do why do we get this wrong? And like he'd go back and rip up and he'd say, this is like what we, this is the original idea we had. And it turned out we were completely wrong. You know, we started like saying what this would look like. If this is what, if this was true, then these companies should be here in 10 years. These companies should be here in 20 years. And he's like, it's not working. He's like, we got something wrong. And they went and they found out what's wrong. I felt like uh cynic might've started with a premise. And the thing is like, it's a beautiful premise. It's a good premise. Right. And it's really applicable to like churches, Absolutely. like, you know, start with the why. And um, it's something that, that our pastor says a lot where he says, you know, people will get behind, you know, what you're doing, you know, but they'll give their life for why you're doing it. Yeah. You know, if you have a cause that you can connect it with it. And so it's a, such a great principle. I felt like it could have been like an article, you know, and, and like I said, or a TED talk, I felt like the book, um, it just, I, I'm not sure. And I, I, I'm not an author, I'm not a writer. And so I, I might struggle with this as well. I mean, you might not have, um, you know, the, the, the resources that like a Gladwell or a Collins or cause Collins is like a research team. Like they, they were, you know, like in a lab somewhere doing all this stuff. So maybe that was it. I'm not you, sure. You know, another thing that just popped into my mind, you know, we, you mentioned Dave Ramsey a few minutes ago. Um, I, uh, a couple of years ago, I was listening to a podcast of his and, and, and he had a guy, one of the guys that worked with him there and kind of his little catchphrase that he would say was if your why doesn't make you cry, then you'll never make it through the what. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. You know, that's a good thought. Well, the, and so that right there kind of shows you how long the idea has been around. And maybe, maybe that's the problem with me. Cause I, I know I've got a lot of friends out there that like this book and recommend this book and highly rate this book. And I think the idea is highly rated. 
but I felt like the execution of the book was not, I don't know. It, uh, and maybe it was a, 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 a bad sense of like, I had false expectations. I had, I had yeah, you, too you, high. you saw this title and you thought, man, this guy could really do something here. Right. And then he just kind of let you down. Yeah. And, and it wasn't that it wasn't enjoyable either. His writing wasn't like bad. It's just, again, I just, the, for, for the reasons I've already mentioned, I just not, I didn't enjoy this book. Um, like I wanted to, I was really hyped to enjoy it and I did not enjoy it. So that is my take on Simon Sinek's worth the read. Please direct your hate mail to, that garbage bin on the <laughs> on the launch pad of your of your computer. No, I'm kidding. If you if you want to uh, argue with me, I would love to hear your opinion. We have a voicemail box there at our anchor site. You could just uh, send us a voicemail, or if you know us or connected with us on social media, please uh, send us a direct message. Let us know what we got right. Let us know what we got wrong. Let us know some of the books that you're reading that you would like for us to possibly review. James, got any parting shots? We're we're wrapping up the first episode of 2022. Huh, feels good to be back in the chair again. Yes, sir. Feels real real good. Uh, you guys stay tuned thank you once again for listening to the pros before bros podcast we'll check in next time god bless